1: Welcome back to Inside Sources. I am Mara Carabello filling in today for Boyd Matheson. So I'm going to start this segment with a little overshare. I'm mixed on being slightly older than um, a really venerable enterprise in our Valley Snowbird Ski Resort. They have just turned 50 this year. And uh, it's amazing. I I think most of us can't even imagine um, the valley and skiing without Snowbird. But skiing joins a lot of our beloved outdoor activities in that they might need to adjust to climate change these coming years. Um, The industry is always growing and improving. And so what are the future plans of the resort? Well, to help us better understand all of that, we are being joined today by Dave Fields, who is the general manager and chief Chief Operating Officer of Snowbird Resort. Dave, welcome to the program.
0: Good afternoon, Mara. Thanks for having me on.
1: Thank you for being here. And again, my admission of like, I realized you were 50 and I thought, ah, it just seems like it has been around forever. So take us to where we are today. How does this ski season compare to the ones in the past? And what are you guys looking for as you launch your 50th ski season?
0: Well this is a special year for snowbird we had a gathering last month of a lot of the original folks who were involved in opening the resort unfortunately ted johnson and dick bass were not here they have both passed but their families are here and they continue um, to celebrate snowbird for what it is it's still what it was on opening day which is this amazing mountain covered in wonderful snow and just continuous fall line skiing. But what has remained a constant with Snowbird is that we're family owned. The Cumming family has majority interest in Snowbird now and the Bass family has a minority interest, but they're here every weekend and they're here skiing and they're appreciating this place. And when they look at Snowbird and long-term decision-making, they're thinking about generational decisions for their children and grandchildren and not latest quarterly profits. So when it comes to things like investing in a new power plant here at the resort, it's a massive capital investment. We're now operating on this new cogeneration facility that cut our carbon footprint in half. Um, We probably could have bought two high speed lifts for what we spent on that, but it, they're thinking long term, and I really appreciate that because I'm a lifelong Utahan. I also turned fifty this year, and <laughs> it means a lot to me to have family ownership and family interest here at Snowbird.
1: And so I'm going to have you. You you illustrated that well, but I am such a fan of local ownership. Um, one of the other byproducts is that we know when things are owned locally yeah uh, the, the economy circulates the dollar a little bit more um there's just an there's an advantage to not having any of our money essentially leave too far to an outside corporation um what do you think it, it, we have um a rare opportunity in Utah where we have a couple of local resorts um how can individuals obviously i can go skiing um there but how else can we encourage local skiing and have people aware of the relationship that Utah has with their mountains. So I want to talk a little bit more about local ownership and how you see, what advice would you give us to support that?
0: Well, I think that one of the big ways is to come work for us. This is a little (laughs) self-serving to make this pitch, but we employ in a normal winter about 1900 folks and, many of the resorts are the biggest employers in their community and we rely on locals for to drive the hospitality engine whether it's restaurants or lifts and this morning i was in mineral basin as the sun was coming up and it was so stunning and you've never seen happier employers employees in your life as these kids who are setting up the maze in mineral basin they've got music playing and They're high-fiving because they're in one of the most beautiful settings around. It's just a stunning place. And so I think ownership is very important, but all of these resorts here in the state of Utah are key to their local economies and their drivers of visitation and their recreation outlet. And it's very challenging, like many businesses this year, to find staff. So by supporting us, you're enabling us to pay good wages for our employees who come up here every day and work so hard to provide it. And So
1: with a little just, bit of time – oh, sorry. Go ahead. With a little time we have left, I want to I have a tap you as an industry insider. I was listening to a Lindsey Vonn interview, and she quite casually said, "Oh, in, in prep for the Olympics, oh no, we always, we we often snow uh, ski on man-made snow." So, what are the new technologies in the industry? Um, what should we be looking for in the next several years if we're skiing in Utah?
0: Well, whenever you talk about climate change, you're dealing with warmer temperatures and changes in season. Um, We moved our opening date to December this year. It's getting harder and harder to open in November because you need temperatures around 28 degrees or colder to make snow. And many years out of the last 10, we would not have been open without snowmaking. It's a critical part of it. The technology continues to improve, but you still need cold temperatures, and that's getting trickier and trickier in November and early December before the snows come.
1: Are we seeing the season end earlier than usual, or is that still just year year dependent?
0: That is year-to-year dependent. It, it appears to me that it's just getting harder to get open. Um, at the start of the season, we have bigger gaps between storms, and when they do come in, they come in heavy and hard. And That's why as we look at transportation solutions in this canyon, we want to be thinking about 10, 20, 30, 40 years. What's the population of Utah going to be? What's the cleanest, least polluting, least carbon-focused way to get people up the canyon? So I'd be remiss if I didn't put a plug in for Gondola. I still believe it's the best way to get people up on a year-round basis in this canyon that doesn't have an impact on water or air, or the ozone
1: yeah i would join you in supporting that as our general um generational uh solution okay so the show's called inside sources before i let you go what day of the week is the best for us to ski come on give us the scoop on when we get up there the fast we get the most runs in what what are you going to tell us
0: Definitely midweek. Nothing we can do moves people into midweek skiing. If you can get a day off during the week, pull your kid out at lunchtime and come up here, or even come up and ski from 3 to 4.30, and it's just amazing uh, how many fewer people are are, are at all of the resorts um, Monday through Friday, and it's a great time to be up here.
1: Thank you very much, Dave Fields, for joining us today. And we look forward to seeing you on the slopes this season. Thanks, Mara. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us.